This is a program about going deeper. It's about creating a culture of learning. It's about putting apostolic feet to prophetic hope. It is our mission to purposefully equip the world to transform their region with God's love. We want to create an atmosphere of divine influence to the nations by walking in the power of His Holy Spirit with a faith that shapes the future. Welcome to Eagle Mountain Radio. Hey, welcome to Eagle Mountain Radio. My name is Chris Banky. I'll be your host today. I'm so excited for today for a bunch of reasons. First of all, we are coming to you live right now from Hub Nation Digital Conference in Bend, Oregon, which is actually a digital conference broadcast all over the world. We have attendees coming to us from all over the world. So if you're listening to this on a podcast months from now, it means that you might have probably maybe missed Hub Nation and you need to go register for Hub Nation 2021. That's right. So you don't miss that. Um, Secondly, if you're watching this live right now on Facebook or YouTube and it's coming in and you're not sure what all this is about, a couple things. First of all, you need to go subscribe to the podcast. We have tons of incredible guests and episodes for you, so you want to do that. And also, you want to check out the conference that we are broadcasting from. It is an amazing It's been incredible so far. We're really excited about everything that's happened, and it just keeps getting better every year. So you definitely want to check that out. The other reason is that we have a guest today that is um, I'm very excited to meet. Met for the first time virtually in the pre-show. So this guest is is just been an absolute um, pivotal. I almost said instrumental, but that's a little weird. Uh, A pivotal person in the music industry. Uh, in the Christian music industry from all over the place. And his name is Don Potter. I'm very excited to talk about him. I'd actually love it, Bobby, if you would introduce him, somebody that you know that has been um, an influence on you. And I'd just love to hear from you, like, who is this person, Don Potter? What has he meant to you? And and what has he done? And, and who is he? Don is a real father to not only the music industry, but really to anybody he meets. Um, in the Christian realm. He's a great speaker, but in regards to his music background, I mean, way back to the days of Chuck Mangione and just the things that he has done and then producing the Judd's albums, a real father in Nashville, and then the new sound that began to come into the church when the Lord really took him through his own transformation and facing the wall, and he's got a great book called Facing the Wall that you definitely want to get. And then hearing him talk about what it was like to really learn to minister to the Lord and to give God what he likes. And then out of that, begin to take that to the worldwide, the global body of Christ. And Mm. he and Christine are still doing that and teaching us and training and mentoring us how to take uh, what we've learned in secret and to make a place for God in public. And uh, many people who are now launched into worship really uh, have got their start from not only being mentored directly through Don and Christine, Mm. but also indirectly around the world. Uh, He's had an influence in Bethel. He's had an influence, like I said, in many uh, people in Nashville, Morningstar. uh, He's on and produced many of their albums as well. Don is an innovator. But what I love about Don is not only when he picks up his guitar, but when he opens his mouth, he's got the real heart of the Lord. The other thing that I love about Don is he's a student of the word. 
and he loves to break down words mm. in the word of God and to hear what Holy Spirit's saying. Mm. Great, great minister of the gospel. Love, love Don and Christine. Mm. Well, Don, thank you so much for spending time with us. And, and what I love about that is that you have an incredible depth of wisdom that's not just in music but just an incredible depth of wisdom. So thank you for for spending some time with us today. Where are you actually located in the world right now? We are in um, Moravian Falls, North Carolina. It's um, an incredibly small area uh, that has uh, somewhat of an open heaven uh, to hear the Lord. That is not a great place to live if you like to sleep at night. It's not a great place to be if you don't like being convicted pretty regularly. <laughs> it's, but other than that, it's a wonderful, it's a, it's a great spot. We've, been, we've loved being here. We were called here. The Lord called us here. So he prepared us for that kind of long-term repentance, I guess, is what it is. Mm. It comes down to, you know, which I have to repent for that wonderful introduction immediately in hopes that I could ever live up to any aspect of that. It would be great. But uh, I'd have to confess that God is the only reason any of that ever came to pass. So, yeah. Amen. Yeah. I, I know That's that for so sure. Well, we... we re- yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm just trying to learn how to hear, to hear and hear and, and whatever. Yeah, we have the, you know, we have that Zoom delay that everybody has grown to become aware of (laughs) that makes it a little bit hard. But no, I I just, I really appreciate your heart and I really appreciate you, you know, coming and spending some time with us. The theme for this conference is leading in the global reset. And I think it's very true and apparent to everyone in the world that right now we are dealing with a global reset. Like you can't deny that. And how to lead in that is something that is, you know, pretty heavily debated right yeah. now. But we would wow. love to hear from you like, at, at a high level. Like, in this time right now, what do you hear God saying? What is your perspective as you've been talking with people? And just through the experience and wisdom you have, like, how would you describe, what would you say to people that are trying to figure out how to lead in a time like this? Um, it's a little like uh, leading cats. Um, it can't be done. Uh, and so, but what really is starting to come is the Father's beginning to teach us uh, what it looks like to uh, govern during the anointing. Because we've, we're, we struggle, all of us wow. struggle with, you know, we try to help the people, lead the people, and so on and so forth, which I've done you know, as much of it as uh, probably as anyone. And I know from, from lots of experiences, until I'm being led, I'm not leading at all. And, and, and there is a, it's a technical term for, in the music business, used to be a thing called simply time code, still it kind of is, and you guys with cameras know what I'm talk, talking about. But what it does is the machinery that links two machines or three or ten together is a time code. And the code that God is sending from heaven at the moment is, in fact, a time code. And it keeps everything in synchronization with the master machine, whatever that is. And video guys will know knows, uh, what that is. But at the same time, uh, the, the, this, uh, this time code that we are been moving into and have been into for some time uh, has this moment a time where we are being... I would use the word 
transparent. We're being made transparent. We may not mm. like that concept, but yeah. we are, we, the body is being made transparent. And that's, yeah. of course, that it's, it's Malachi saying, behold, I come quickly. Yeah. Uh, you know, with a refiner's fire, a launderer's soap, there's nothing worse going to happen to you than getting burned up and then scrubbed down. But as, <laughs> right? as this begins to move deeper uh, into that time. So I got to, I mean, I've been in Revelation for a while. I, I'm, I'm not going to try to put everybody on the floor with, with the horrible things that are, that are supposed to be coming. But when I really got deep, the deeper I got into Revelation, I realized that God wasn't saying, I'm going to smack everybody. He's saying, I'm raising everyone up. Uh, wow. and, and those who trust me and whose names are in the book of mm. life, God is calling, come up here. That's a, it's a, it's, there's a lot to it. The part that's caught my attention, do you ever, you ever wonder what the sea of glass is? Did that ever, did ever kind of, I got just, I just got to pondering like I'm saying, God, this is, you're messing me up here. This sea of glass, <laughs> what could possibly be a sea of glass? And, the, and of course it's mingled with fire, mingled mm. with fire. John is seeing this to describe it better. That's in, uh, in, uh, in Revelation 16, I think it is, or 15. My brain will come back. The numbers, I'm bad at addresses, but it's 15, yeah, Revelation 15. And he speaks about a seeing a sea of glass. And the most amazing thing I've ever seen is, is that he's describing, John begins to describe that those who overcame the mark, the name, and the number of the beast rose up, and they are now on this sea of glass, wow. which is surrounding the throne of God. Uh, as the fact that they overcame the mark, I can go into some of that if you if you dare to dabble into that. But that's a that's a big big deal right there. But they yeah. overcame the name, the mark, and the number of the beast. Wow! Mm. And they were given harps of God. <laughs> what a thing to get wow. after you've overcome the mark of the beast. I, mean, I thought. Well, wait a second. How did they get the mark? That's the secret to all of this is we're trying to avoid something that we already have. And we have to be really sure of the fact that we're living this life in a process of overcoming the name, the mark, and the number of the beast. Mm. The number of the beast is 666. It's the number of man. Scripture says it. It's the number. It's us. We are that beast. That's the part that freaks most people out. Huh. Is that we're the beast? And nobody likes it. I'm sorry they don't like it, but I didn't. I didn't like it either. But you know, it's like get the heck over it at this point. <laughs> we can't. Um, we can't keep this up. We can't keep up our our um, facade. We're in a facade at the moment, and mm -hmm. the Lord is breaking it down. And and so the sea is translated by an angel in chapter 17 of Revelation. He says the water means humanity. It means every language, every tongue, every person. So the sea is humanity. Um, and glass is the transparency of humanity. So what God has enthroned himself on is our transparency, and the fire mingled is his way to purify what he's watching, if that makes sense. Hopefully wow. that makes sense to you. Wow. That's, that's a lot of study, and I just great. threw it out there in two seconds. But. Right, right. So what's starting to happen uh, to us now is that we are under this exam, if you can hear that, not because we're going to fail some kind of a test 
but so that we can understand who we are and why, why God is doing what he's doing in this hour. We're trying to come back, you know, some of us are trying to come back to a place that, of leading the way we used to lead. And, uh, and if, if we don't know that that's over, then you need to know that that's over. That process that we've had for centuries is really over. It was over actually a long time ago. We yes. just were refusing to let it finish out that smelly stuff, you know, in its death, if yes. you know what I mean. <laughs> right, right. I think you know what I mean. I'm, I'm not talking to somebody who had not a clue of what this is. But So right. as this thing finishes out, and it is finishing out, the Father is moving into the hearts through, his, through making me transparent mm. that what comes out of us now stops coming from me, but through me. And wow. that this heart that God is now downloading into his body um, uh, is, it's going to burst out of us. It isn't, it isn't going to be, oh, isn't it nice? God is, God is here and it's all, it's all going very nice. As we well know, God is not nice. He's kind and loving and all these things, but he's not nice. Uh, nice <laughs> means lying and dealing with all of the stuff that we don't want to deal with. And, and so we, we, we lie to God. We lie to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Now, that always sounds like, oh, the church is, you know, is in trouble. In one sense, that's exactly right. If you want to stay where we've been, you are in serious trouble. Uh, and every aspect of what we would probably call denominationalism, which doesn't exist in the scriptures, uh, we, we do like to make stuff like that up, so it's fine. You know, God didn't mention any time that I ever saw in Scripture, and I want you to divide into thousands of different denominations because right. it'll only suit everybody's hair color, I guess. But we are still <laughs> struggling inside to try to become a people of God. Yeah. And so I said all this to say, I'll read some Scripture. Is that, is that okay? You guys oh, please. Okay? Yeah, Hearing, for oh, sure. Like scriptures. And this is John. This is the disciple Jesus loves, and he said that, and he wrote that about himself because he was the only disciple that actually believed that. And so every time I read that, I used to think, well, John, what an arrogant guy, the disciple Jesus loved. The truth of it is he was the only one that actually believed Jesus when he told him, I love you. Come on. And so we are now in this time where the Father is saying, I want you to align yourself with yes. the disciple I love wow. because I want you to know how much that love is actually real. Not, mm. We're not working on that love. That one is, that's real. And that one's honest now. So John is in heaven. God has caught him up into heaven. Um, and he's, you know, he's in prison, by the way, while he's being caught up into heaven. I thought, wow. what better place, which is what we are all faced with right at this moment. We've been, yeah. we've been incarcerated for the most part. We don't have the freedom that we once had. It took took God one minute to close every church in the whole planet. I thought, that's pretty powerful. Uh, and so now, but he wanted to bring us alone into, a, into that quiet place where we could have our John experience, wow. the one that changes us forever. That's what's mm -hmm. coming. So he says, and I saw another sign, verse 1 of verse 16, uh, uh, verse 1 of chapter 16. And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues. Hmm. Uh, for in them is filled up the wrath of God. I want you to, I, I was explaining this a minute ago, that the wrath of God doesn't mean he's mad as all get out and going to blow the place up. 
It means he's going to act in a way that we will classify as irrational. We will call what God is doing irrational. Now, wow. I can try to make excuses all day long by why God is doing this. God is God. And until he tells me, I won't really know. All I know is I am forewarned that if this feels irrational, we need to just shut up and listen because the wow. king is talking. If it's that good. makes Am I making sense? Is yes, that yes. This is great. Okay. I've been this alone with good. the Lord a little bit too long, so I've, <laughs> I've, I'm afraid I've got a little too blunt because he's very blunt and very straightforward, so he doesn't play. It's good. Anyway, so, and that's when the fury of God is complete, the seventh plague. Are you familiar that there's been six great plagues on the earth? Are you familiar with that? Wow. You know, I see I know. Most of us haven't. I, I realized we didn't know that. There's been already six great plagues on the earth, and these plagues um, have taken millions and millions of lives. The first one was in 541 AD. That's a little while ago, uh, and that took 25 million people. The second one was in 1347, I think, um, and it took 50 million, more than half of Europe. Wow. Uh, it took the lives of those people. My so we've had, we've had six so far. If, and I'd say this very guarded, if this is the seventh, we're about to see the temple of God open to all men. Hmm. That's never been. And that's in scripture that said this, it's closed until the seventh plague is completed. Wow. wow. Now, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't mind a little time in the temple of God. And I think he's anxious about getting us into that place. I, yeah. I, I strongly sense this and have been feeling it for a while. Mm -hmm. So they, and then I saw verse two, I saw as it were a sea of glass mingled with fire. I was just so great, I love this guy. Mm -hmm. And them that had gotten the victory over the beast, over his image, over his mark, and over the number of his name, standing on the sea of glass, standing on humanity's transparency are those who are about to overcome this beast that has strangled us for so wow. much, so long. Wow. And they have harps of God. Translated into modern language, guitars. Interesting, isn't it? So uh -huh. not that everybody should play the guitar, though that's not a bad idea, but I know that it's not for everybody to be a musician, but it is for everyone to do what this represents, which is the song. And the first thing they do is sing the song of Moses and the song of the lamb. So this, wow. anyway, uh, to move quickly, the image of the beast was created by man's desire to become a ruling power without God. Uh, if I can make sense out of this, the first beast, this is the insulting part, nobody likes it, but the first beast rose up out of the sea. John saw the first beast, that's back in chapter 15. And he is, had seven heads, one of them is, one is dead and it, you know is resurrected as it goes. Uh, and there's seven powers, there's great seven powers in the world, a lot of money, stuff like that. And the first beast is, rises from the sea, which is rises out of humanism and out of humanity. That's its meaning. And so we created that with which we believe is fair. That's the beast. It's fairness. And in our present wow. time, what's fair is 
really turned bad. And the results of it has become, has reached the heavens. The results of our, our ways of fairness have reached the heavens. The red dragon, or the devil, gets thrown out of heaven. He gets in a fist fight with Michael, the archangel. Michael pops him on the nose. He goes, he mm. falls from heaven. Jesus says, I just saw Satan fall like lightning mm. from heaven. That's 2,000 years ago is when he got popped and thrown out. Wow. And this beast was, has, has manifested based on man's reasoning on what is fair, what is right, what is wrong, what is good and evil, that with which we have been forbidden to partake of. If anybody remembers that from Adam, God didn't rescind that rule. He said, no one, we're not, we're not to partake of, of the knowledge of good and evil. That means the fruit of it. So he, what the first beast is us, we created him. The worst part of this is the second beast that comes was created from the land, land, and he has small horns like lamb horns. He is a powerless beast. That was created by the spirit of religion who created another version of fairness in hopes to cope with the first version of fairness upon the earth. Wow. And in time, the second beast causes everyone to worship or serve the first beast which has been actually happening. That's the part I didn't like. That's actually been happening for some time. Wow. We just need to get along. Does anybody yeah. know what I mean? We need yeah. to get along. It's all getting harder and stuff. That was the time I kept thinking, this is horrible. Oh, this is horrible. This is, you know, it's all going to crash and burn. God said, just totally. keep reading, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before you get yourself into a big yank about nothing. If I can make any sense out of that. Yeah. There is a good end to all of this. Uh, and and, and any rate, um, are we close to that period, that time period that we were talking about earlier? Yeah, I, I, would, I, I really love the depth of what you're talking about. And I feel like um, from a theological standpoint, whether or not this is what we're experiencing is the seventh, like you mentioned, Yes. What can't be denied is the truth of all the leading up to that and where we are and that this is a global event that we should be paying attention to regardless. And I think yeah. for this conference and for leaders that are trying to figure out what is God telling them to do, I think what you're talking about could not be more relevant. Uh, I'm curious, uh, your guys' thoughts. Um, you, Veronique is a worship leader. You guys uh, run Eagle Mountain Church. And I'm curious your thoughts and perspective on, on what we're digging into here. You guys are all nodding, like, yeah. I don't know. Like <laughs> now that's a, that a heavy way. calves yeah. are smashed. Right. You're about to, I, I still feel I need to repent on a lot of levels here. I, I know we're laughing about it right now, but it's like, oh, dear Lord. Wow, yeah. This is oh, so Oh, dear good. Lord. It's yes. It's just the word of the Lord that soothes and cuts at the same yes. time. Because yeah. it shows yeah. a better way. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. I love that what's being revealed is humanism yeah. needs to take a back seat to the yes. will and the ways of the Lord. And then also religion. That's yeah. that second yeah. one. Wow. It had the appearance of a lamb or, you know, it sort of has uh, uh, enough God in it to be religious. You know what I mean? Mm. And the Lord's just dealing with that right now. Yeah. Um, instead of having That's one foot. transparency. That's the transparency that we're talking about. Yeah, right. and I love That's that. Mm -hmm. I love I love that 
Don's bringing that out. And those are the things that we've wanted to come out of this time with the clarity on. God, what are you mm -hmm. saying? And what are you trying to, um, what are you trying to change? Mm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, um, in the beginning, you mentioned, Don, the name of the city you lived in. Can't remember it. Mm -hmm. But you did say, <laughs> if you, you know, it was like an open portal, open heaven type thing. And from the day I first met you, I've always felt that you've carried that. So that was when you said that, I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. That's one of the reasons why I feel what I feel when I'm around you. Mm -hmm. um, but not only that, you, you tend to that within you. You purposefully set out to spend time with the Lord in His Word, in His presence, um, and you are not afraid of the truth that He, he brings. I absolutely love that. I feel like if I'm going to surround myself with friends, they need to speak truth. I don't want ear ticklers. I don't have time for ear ticklers. You know what I'm saying? And None when of us you do at this point, right, right, right. and it, right. and when you bring this truth, and you're like, you know, you say, <laughs> you know, you feel it's a little blunt, like the Lord is blunt. I sit here going, come on. Yes, this is what we need. We need this straight, like Bobby said, the sword that cuts and heals at the same time. So yes. thank you for pressing in and thank you for hearing and thank you for sharing. I am excited to um, see what comes out of this. I'm excited. It's, dro it's dropped in me and I feel like, whoa, the bomb is going to go off on the inside of me. <laughs> it hasn't yet. These truths are massive. So I'm excited to see. What do you say, well, Becky? Don, I, I was going to ask you a question in this too, because, you know, you had mentioned um, the, the full uh, tabernacle being open. Uh, could you elaborate in this first part uh, just a little bit more on that. Uh, I have, we've been feeling and, and we've had conversations and you've actually shared a little bit about this, um, the presence of God and, and dwelling in the presence of God for years now. And, uh, and I just, I'd love to hear what your, what that is and, and what that means with that full openness of the tabernacle. So, so Don, before you jump into that, <laughs> before you jump into that, I, I think, um, I think what we've got here is a situation where we're out of time and this no! is so good <laughs> that we've got to make this into two parts. We do. So here's what I'd love to do. I, I if you're watching this live right now, um, then uh, you're going to have to um, make sure that you go over to Eagle Mountain Radio and subscribe to the podcast so that when the next episode comes out, you are, are dialed in. So if you're um, on Hub Nation um, digital conference right now and you're watching this there live, um, pop over, we'll put it in the comments, pop over to Eagle Mountain Radio and subscribe so that you do not miss um, the next part. And... Um, we are going to put up uh, in the conference and in the show notes of this, we're going to put up link to your resources, Don, um, because people need to find and learn more from you. It's, such a, yes. it's been such an incredible time. Thank you for spending the time with us. Um, and then we are going to just go ahead and cut this one here. And then if you're watching this live uh, at Hub Nation Digital or online, Definitely stay tuned because we're going to get to Becky's question, which yeah. I feel like is so dead on. 
for what we need to be hearing right now. I'm very excited about it. So thanks, Don, and we will connect on episode two. Dun, dun, dun. So stay tuned. Totally, I know. I'm yep. hearing, baby, come back. Come on. Yeah. <laughs>